I'm great already. It was a, it's been a beautiful day. It has. Mm. It has. Mm. We have mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. a great day thus far. Mm-hmm. Welcome to this week's episode of Lady and the Stud. Mm-hmm. I am the lady. And I am the stud. And we are here every Wednesday and Sunday coming at you guys twice a week with our opinions, our annoyances, mm-hmm. our rants, and our raves. And the truth. What face was that you just made? The, the, the caramel got stuck in my throat. <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared for a minute. I was like, she's going to have to put her fingers down my throat. Like, you know how. You too high to eat right now. Don't be like that. That, that okay. ain't there. There's no such thing. Remember to swallow. I'm trying. It's, it's hitting me, though. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. We, um, we have some things we want to discuss with the kids today. Yes, we do. So we're just gonna dive right into it. Fuck Trump. That's still the same every week. Every so there's week. no need to touch base on that fuck. Until shit. Barack Obama comes back <clears throat> in the office, it's gonna be fuck Trump. Okay. Or someone better than Barack. Yeah, I do believe there's someone Michelle. better. Michelle. Michelle don't want shit to do with this country. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle somewhere in Daisy Duke okay. talking about <laughs> kind of candy sweetest girl. Okay. Let me see you, Tootsie Roll. She's like, fuck y'all. Okay. Living my best life. With her off-the-shoulder blouses and her short shorts. You better go ahead, girl. <laughs> well, we like we said, we had a few topics we really want to touch on today. Um, so we're just going to dive right into it. Babe, what is your definition of the word boundary? Um, I don't have a formal definition. Um, what I know about boundaries is, is they're not all bad. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they're necessary in the relationship to establish levels of respect that need to be had between the couple. Right. For example. All right. <clears throat> Go ahead with that. I got it. You said for example. Yeah, yeah. For oh, that was my turn? That was your cue. I thought you were going to keep going from there. I, I thought you not. had something on your heart right there. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I could say for example, you know, you can't be out here in a whole <clears throat> relationship and still having full conversations with your ex. Boundaries, my nigga. Boundaries. Now, is there a certain situation where that might be okay if you're having conversation? Like, is that... Like, because some people, I think, are getting boundaries confused with controlling. Okay. And smothering. Okay. So, let's differentiate. Let's, let's differentiate, <clears throat> then. Come, come on, bring it. I have to keep clearing my throat, y'all. I'm sorry. I inhaled a little bit on the indica <laughs> before we hit record. <laughs> and it keeps fucking with my vocals. Um, <laughs> thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so boundaries from the formal definition means a hard, a line of division of what is acceptable behavior. Mm. Let me say it again. That's wisdom right there. Put it, put it a on. line Come on. of division. Come on, division. Of what is acceptable. What is acceptable? Behavior. Behavior. Now, here's where people, <laughs> I'm in a lot of social media groups because this is how I gather 
my ideas for things to discuss between because it's just my wife and I here. Mm-hmm. She's at work twelve hours a day most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, when she comes home, it's just me and her. It's all about us. We don't really dive into stuff. We're trying to find couple friends, but it's hard. And Kelly, Kelly, and Kelly, Kelly. So I get a lot of my inspiration from Facebook groups. So thank you guys for you know putting your business putting y'all business media. out there because y'all just get the girl rolling. Um. But it is a, a line, a division, a line that states what is acceptable behavior. Um, and for some reason, people feel that the word boundary or if they're in a relationship or a union with someone, someone says, you know what? I'm not comfortable with you doing mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Some kind of way people are misconstruing this in a very abusive way, in my opinion, into making it seem as if this person is either insecure mm-hmm. or this person is controlling mm-hmm. Or um, this person is toxic. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where your tea is spilling with this. Okay. When you decide to join your powers with another, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's no longer just about you. It is not. It is no longer just about your funky ass feelings. It is not. It is not. Your experience is your experience and it's valid. But so is that other person. Come on, come on. And so when they decide and you decide like, hey, I like laying in bed and watching TV with you and eating your SpaghettiOs. Mm -hmm. And y'all say, you know what? Let's get together and become a couple. Okay. A lot of things that worked great for you as an individual have to go to another compartment Mm -hmm. because now another person enters. By choice. By choice. You did that shit by choice. Another person has entered into your life in a permanent space. Mm -hmm. Even if it's permanent, meaning, you know, a year, two years, three years. You know, you're agreeing like, hey, some of the things that I cling to that make me happy or comfortable, I'm going to have to maybe bend and move them because you got to be comfortable with me too. You got to establish those boundaries. You have to establish those boundaries. You have to have these conversations. These conversations should take place in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and my wife were talking about our beginning the other day. We had a very transparent, mm-hmm. blunt, mm-hmm. hard conversation. Difficult. Very difficult. Yep. At 10 o'clock at night in our dark ass car. <laughs> Sitting out in front of our apartment. Sitting out in front of our home. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our first year was really hard. It was rough. Really rough. Because in that first year where most people go through the honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. she and I had distance. So the only thing we had were conversations for the most part. We we saw each other, yeah. but we would see each other once a month or once every other month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, three days, seeing each other for three days and you have, you know, 30 to 60 days apart, you have to really <laughs> define boundaries mm-hmm. and you have to really kind of let go of some things that you might cling to as an individual because it's not conducive for the relationship. And more importantly, you have to trust that other person. They're going to be able to keep those boundaries. Yeah. Especially in a long distance relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it came up in one of the social media groups today. Someone made a post regarding, you know, um, is it okay if my wife talks to her ex for four to five, four to five times a day and she deletes conversations and she deletes her call log. Nope. And you know a lot. You know a lot of people were kind of like making it like it was this girl's fault. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> right. File on the play. Right. Hold on. Where the whistle? Blow, Blow the, the whistle. whistle. Time out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, people are taking it saying you can't tell someone what to do, who to talk to. That's not the point. Right. And that's a very narcissistic a tactic mm-hmm. you're doing right mm-hmm. there. That is a tactic of manipulation. You know good and motherfucking well ooh, ooh. that that's not what she's saying. Y'all done got the lady riled up. <laughs> when... <laughs> She vocalizes she has a problem with the amount of conversation. It's not even so much the talking. It's the amount of talking and the hiding of conversation. Mm-hmm. And so her boundary is I'm not comfortable with this. Now, this does not make her insecure. It does not. It does not make her have issues and controlling issues. It don't. She's stating a boundary. That's it. Now, if you take that statement Mm -hmm. and you say you're trying to control me, Mm -hmm. this isn't healthy, you're toxic, you're insecure, you are using a whole lot of psychological terms to manipulate someone and emotionally abuse them just so you can get what you want and what you need at the same time and not feel bad about Mm -hmm. it. A lot of y'all need to grow the fuck up. I'm going to just put it out there. A lot of y'all are not emotionally intelligent enough oh, to be a wife. Y'all, what have y'all done? What have y'all, y'all done? Y'all done pissed me off oh, on this Sunday. motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. It's alright, baby. Go ahead and let that go. Release that. Because, you know, as someone who... A, a lot of women who are insecure know they're insecure. Mm-hmm. And they really... A lot of women do take time to work through it. And, and it's a gray line sometimes. To like, because everyone goes through an insecure phase. Absolutely. So, you know, fuck what everybody says. You didn't come out the coochie confident, bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, you had some flaws you had to work on. You mm-hmm. don't went through some things. Mm-hmm. It's some things you ashamed to even tell your wife. Ooh. While we had it. So, before you throw out insecure. Okay. Make sure the shit you hiding, you're not insecure about. Right. So, just because. What was the head? My, my baby nodded her head. Um, you in there, nigga. You in there. Handle your bitch. <laughs> Sure. I'm, I'm gonna hand it over to you in a second. Come on, come on, you flowing, you you flow, go. <laughs> um, but when someone tells you that, I don't, I don't think people realize how honest it is for someone to come to you and say, you know what, this particular behavior doesn't make me feel safe with you. Right. Instead of them acting out, because that's the alternative. Mm-hmm. So you have three choices when you feel uncomfortable. Lay them out. Situation. Lay them out. You either communicate like an adult and say, you know what, this situation doesn't work for me. Right. Or you be, you seek outside comfort, which could be cheating. Mm -hmm. It could be emotional Uh cheating. Uh Because in your mind, you're like, well, this person's disregarding how I feel. Mm -hmm. Or C, you can keep it swallowed and then you have a passive aggressive violent partner. That's correct. You have someone who takes low jabs at you Mm -hmm. and you... You genuinely may not know why. Right. Now, here's why that conversation is so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So, I don't want to say sacred, but it's very, it's a, a, a it's a thing of trust to even have that conversation with your partner. Mm-hmm. It's because you're admitting something you're vulnerable about. You're admitting something that makes you feel vulnerable and something that makes you not feel secure. Mm -hmm. Now, not feeling secure is not synonymous with insecurity. You can be with someone who can have ways that they're not knowledgeable about. It doesn't mean they're automatically a bad person. A lot of things we do as individuals when solo or single, when you're in a relationship, may not, you know, interpret the same. And so something that doesn't make you feel secure Mm -hmm. does not 
automatically mean you're insecure. Mm -hmm. Secure just means feel safe. That's it. Now, if your partner comes to you and says, babe, let's have a conversation. Okay. This situation, I don't feel safe in it. Mm -hmm, mm-hmm. She's trusting you with that information. That's trust is happening right She's there. trusting. She does. She did her part. Recognize real what it is. She did her part. She okay. came to you. Okay. Okay. She didn't go to her homegirl. She, she didn't, didn't go, go to, to the internet. She didn't go to her mama. She went to her wife. Went to the source. Now, if she went to another a friend and that friend took that information and used it against you, mm-hmm. that's something totally different. Now that's another thing. Now that's an option. But she did her wifely duty. Well, you bring the problem okay. to the source. Okay. If my wife has a problem with me, she comes to me. She don't go to her homeboy. I do not. You know, she doesn't go to her brother. I do not. She comes to her wife because I'm the only one that can fix it. That's it. And it's just out of respect. And when I see so many people in these groups and they're married, and I'm like, man, y'all fought for marriage equality only to shit on marriage. That's it. Only to shit because here's my thing, you know. And I, and then I'm gonna hand it over. Okay, okay. Let's keep it. Hold on to it for as long as you need to. My granddaddy, Leonard Henry. Oh Lord. And my grandmama, Miss Frida May. I'm putting names out there. They were married. A good 67 years. Why is that? My granddaddy did not have homegirls. Okay. And my grandmama did not have homeboys. And on that note, (laughs) I'm going to pass it to my wife. All she's saying is, y'all, listen. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it worked for your grandparents, try it. Try those boundaries, establishing those boundaries. You know, hey, baby, I'm not comfortable with you being on the phone with your ex three or four times a day for an hour or two at a time. First of all, motherfucker, why ain't you at work? Okay. <laughs> Secondly, my nigga, when you come home and you on the phone with your ex for three or four hours, but you got your wife sitting right here, you don't deserve it. I don't care if she's a good wife, bad wife. I don't give a fuck. You don't deserve it. If you're going to spend that kind of time talking to your ex, go back and be with your ex. Say that again, baby. If you're going to spend that kind of motherfucking time, Talking to your ex, go be with that motherfucker. Go be with your ex. And that's not a bitch move. I'm not saying that like, motherfucker, if you don't want to be here, bitch, (laughs) take your bitch ass on and go be with that bitch, bitch. I'm not saying it like that. What I'm saying is, is quite simply this. Don't, you know, don't be out here running amok and damaging perfectly good films, my nigga. About okay, we could do that too. Cause films do the shit too. You know, we got some. It's yeah. it's some garbage ass yeah. films out yeah. here. But here, here's the thing. What I'm saying is, don't be going out here running them up, fucking up a perfectly good film or stud. Okay, when you could be doing this shit by yourself and not destroying somebody else's, you know, feelings, self esteem, breaking their heart, wasting their fucking time, wasting their money, wasting their energy. Go go do that shit on your own, okay? Show yourself some, have some respect for yourself. You said something really interesting in the car, babe. What I say? Um, when we were talking about what we were going to discuss prior, you said um, boundaries is how we respect our marriage. Come on, did I say that shit? You said that shit, Wells Fargo. Damn. You said boundaries is how I respect my vows to you and my marriage. And that's real. Boundaries. 
have this nasty thing. And it's, I think what it is is that people want to feel we're in a crybaby era. Mm-mm. I'm going to go ahead and call it. Oh. Everybody, anything that is any sort of criticism, mm-hmm. people want to say it's toxic. Okay. Everything that you don't agree with is not toxic. It is not. Some criticism is valid. Okay. Some criticism is meant for your elevation. It's it's constructive. Yes. Some yes. Some of it is meant to protect you. Okay. If you out here acting stupid, if you out here doing cartwheels in the the, the fucking freeway, <laughs> and I say, babe, yeah. you might want to get out the fucking freeway before you get hit by a car. Do your cartwheels on the side. Now you turn sidewalk. around and say, you know what? You're negative and you're toxic <laughs> and, and you're, you're controlling in, and you're insecure and you're insecure. <laughs> <laughs> okay we, we ain't shit get your black ass hit <laughs> we ain't shit it's the same thing you know something and, and, and people don't want to see it and it's not saying your spouse shouldn't have a social life outside of you I traveled my wife does she's weird okay my Wait wife I'm not weird you're not weird she's trying to find her phone. she needs bros you need stud bros I do I mean, like, I really want you to. I want you to go fishing or some shit. Or I mean, do whatever y'all do. That ain't necessarily or what niggas do. Or go golfing or go whatever y'all do. Yeah, like, but I can't have single stud friends because single niggas get married, motherfuckers, in trouble. And I love my wife and I love my life and it's all right. I'm not trying to fuck up my shit. Okay. Well, you do have some that's decent. I, I don't want a broad stroke them all. Some of some of them who are single who have their head on straight yeah. and they respect our marriage. Yeah. You know, they want the but you know, that that's cool. Um, but I don't I don't have stud friends. She she does not I don't and that's not my wife controlling Mm-mm. me. This was something we discussed in year one, nigga. Absolutely. Ground motherfucking zero. I don't have no I don't have no femme friends. She has film co-workers. I had friends at work who might have been masked. But I don't or, have... But as far as in our personal space, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, I ain't hanging out with no fans. Yeah. We, we, and it's not saying I don't trust her. Right. Or she doesn't trust me. She knows I'm as loyal as loyal come. Absolutely. And I know my wife loves the fuck out of me. I'm loyal too, nigga. I know you're loyal. Okay. You have... You, you I mean, loyal, I'm just saying, throw that want, shit in there. You want to put this ring on this finger. I did. Worked hard to do it too. My wife come home and kiss me every day. Nigga. She'll get down on her knee and give me a kiss. Nigga. I know you love me. Okay. I bow down to it. (laughs) (laughs) No shame. Unapologetically, my nigga. Sprung. Okay. That's why you got what you got this morning. Okay. Bow. Bow. (laughs) That's what happy marriage sound like. Y'all motherfuckers don't know what it sound like. You know what I'm saying? When she's on the microphone, my nigga, reflecting about that ass. Listen. This is what happy marriage sound like, god damn it. But you know, one thing and, and that's her choice. Like she did even before we got together, my mm-hmm. wife didn't have really a circle. Mm-mm. And so I was the one, you know, running around everywhere. And when we got together, I had to find a balance. Mm-hmm. And so my wife is my best friend. I don't know where y'all get this shit like, oh, that's a fairy tale. No, no it it's great. <laughs> my wife is my best friend. And, and my- I have best friends, but me and my I realized the difference recently mm-hmm. of why my wife is on another level of a best friend. You're my best friend, babe. I know. Okay. Um, but I think I told you after they left. Yeah. Like it we it, discussed it. it was a difference. And it's no shade to my best friend. No, they listen, when I say some good, strong black women, okay? Yeah. Supportive, loving, will hop on the plane and come see her in a minute. In a heartbeat. And I love them with yeah. every part of my heart. Um, but I realized I would spend all day with my two best friends, but I would hear my wife shut the door at night and I would get butterflies mm. 
every time, every night, I still it's five years later, mm-hmm. and I would be like, okay, y'all, good night. My wife home. I'm going to bed, and I wouldn't be sleepy. But it was like my baby home. Okay, that's like, out. Bye. Nick, <laughs> you're trying to get some more of that lesbian dick tonight, man. Okay, I like you. Okay, boy. I'm trying to tell y'all. I know she noticed. She was going to the bedroom, like, oh, babe, hang out with your friends. I've been with them all day, babe. I wouldn't be with you. They came to visit recently because they was doing some wedding shit. <laughs> and I would come home, I'd leave for work, you know, 7 o'clock, I hit the road, head to work, mm-hmm. get to work by 8, get off by 8. And I'm excited about coming home from you. Now, it takes me about... Almost an hour. Oh, my God. Like, 40 minutes to an hour to get home. To get home now, because the spring break breakers are just running them up oh every month. Oh, my God, that's where. how we can't go the, to So, the, the traffic is like 10 times work, worse. So, it takes me about 45 minutes to an hour, but the whole way home, I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my jazz on or my music, my R&B, whatever. But at the same time, all I'm thinking about is walking through this front door and seeing my wife. And so I climb them three flights of steps, drive that hour, climb them three flights of steps. And I get up here, I turn my key. And I'm like, hey, baby. And I don't care whether we got company or not. I'm coming in. She getting all the kisses. I'm smelling her. I'm grabbing her booty. Listen, I slide my wife down in front of anybody. I don't give a shit. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just, we just... We love We're each other. We're very affectionate. We're very affectionate. Like that. Yeah. And so I'm like, babe, you know, hey, you know, hey, I'm like, hey to the girls, you know what I'm saying? What's up? Ben and Ash, you know, how y'all doing? How was y'all day? What y'all do today? Woo, that's great. I'm I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. Next thing I know, all I hear my wife say, all right, y'all. <laughs> your dinner's on the stove and everything. Y'all get hungry. Something in there. A baby, you know, she might make me Feel a plate. Feel free to open up the fridge. Okay. Right She'll, she, might, she might make me a plate and put it up if she's feeling extra good and shit. She'll be like, all right, I'm going I'm going to bed. My baby's on. I was like, this girl really just turned this. <laughs> and they just go- wide awake. They thinking they going to have like a girl's night and be up talking all night. Mm-mm. No, my not this home. one. My wife home. <laughs> I love that shit. My wife That's, home. There's so <laughs> much love and respect in that. And it's and you know what? I don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to stay up all night with Van Ash and y'all yeah. talk and do y'all thing, you know where I'm going to be at. Right. Like, and, and the thing is, like, when me and the girls take trips and my wife doesn't come, like, if I, I do group trips mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. sometimes my wife doesn't come. I can't sometimes. And it's t- I'll call her once a day. We have, like, or twice. Oh, yeah. I'll call her when I wake up and when I go to bed just so she knows I'm safe and updated. Come on, man. But other than that, you know, I hang with my friends and everything. But I noticed the difference when they came this last time. And I was just like. First of all, she wasn't mean to me. I wasn't mean. That was a boundary. Yeah. My wife set for me. Mm-hmm. And it made me... Boundaries can make you aware of something you're doing subconsciously. Come on. I didn't intend to be mean to my no. wife. I have a very sharp tongue with my friends. Yeah. Um, Before, <laughs> I, I'm a cutthroat. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I have really... My sense of humor is sarcastic. Yeah. Um, I have a short temper sometimes. She's a smart ass. I shoot from the hip. I'm mm. a straight shooter. I don't sugarcoat shit. My wife's diabetic. I can't do it anyway. We, we, I got enough sugar for the both. And so, I didn't notice when they came because they're used to it. And because that's how they are too. Yeah. Um, we they're all have snarky a, sometimes. Yeah, they're snarky as shit. Hey, y'all. Um... <laughs> But I didn't realize that I was doing that to my wife and she took it as me being mean. Yeah. And that's never my intention to be mean to my wife. At first I thought she was joking. And I wasn't. And she wasn't. And so when she said it, I had to swallow that and be like, damn, I'm making my wife feel like I treat her like shit when my friends are around. And so when they came this last time, my awareness was up. And so I made it a point 
to be, be aware of not just be affectionate, but to G, to check myself and my tone. But the affection was good too, though. I, it was just daddy home. <laughs> she know how to get me, y'all. Goddamn. <laughs> oh lord. And so that was a boundary my wife set, you know. And it has she never told me. Now I could have took it as her saying, you know, being controlling or her trying to tell me how to talk to her. But you know what? She does have a right to say how I speak to her. Mm-hmm. It's her, like. What the fuck? Like, it's the same thing with me saying this is how I don't want to be. A boundary is saying this is not how I want to be treated. That's it. I do not like being treated like this. And if you're in a relationship with somebody that you can't say that to. You're in the wrong relationship. You're in the wrong motherfucking relationship. You're in the wrong relationship. We're just going to keep that 100% real. I don't care how many people think y'all look cute together. Mm -mm. I don't care how this person is ambitious. You know, they got good credit. They got money. Woo, woo, woo. If you are in a relationship with someone where you be like, I cannot go to them and say that this is how this makes me feel. You don't that's not your friend. Yeah. First and foremost. All right? And so you need to sit yourself down and have a real conversation with your fucking self. Mm-hmm. And be like, what the why am I wasting my time? Mm-hmm. You know, that time sometimes people don't feel like they can breathe if they're not in a relationship with somebody else. Mm-hmm. They got to be on somebody's arm or they got to have somebody in their life that, you know, they can run around with or go to the show with or go shopping <clears throat> with or you know what I'm saying? You don't if you are not comfortable spending time with yourself, first right. and foremost, working on yourself for whatever is in store for you, whatever God has in store for them, whatever you think the universe has in store for you. If you cannot sit down and just chill by yourself, you are not even ready to even be in a relationship. Right. You're not. If, if right. you are the type of person that relationship hops, and I know you motherfuckers is out there. Ooh. Yes. It's y'all y'all know what y'all what y'all do is real. You you in a, something else before you out of what you you should you should have never got yourself. into in the first fucking mm-hmm. fucking place. Mm-hmm. You already deep diving into somebody else's pussy. You understand what I'm saying? And you got a whole nother life and family over here. Relationship hoppers. Y'all some motherfuckers. That's another episode. But listen, now that's toxic. That is that's toxic as fuck. When you can't be by yourself, take some time for yourself. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like you're in the wrong relationship. And I'm not saying punish yourself or make yourself feel guilty. I'm saying just take a moment and step back and be like, you know, what was my intention? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to be in a relationship? And there's nothing wrong with it if you don't. Because relationships require sacrifice. Absolutely. Relationships require um, compromise. And, and hard conversations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it means letting go parts of you that are not conducive for the us. Yeah, because... They only worked for you while it was just you. Yeah. So there, you can't bring those, you know, those, that behavior. I was going to say something else like demons or talking, but, <laughs> but you can't bring that shit into your, in something brand new and think, oh, well, because it works for me, it's going to work for her. Right. Right. That's, that's not real. That's right. not, and that's selfish as fuck. Yeah. It let was, me call yeah. it, let me really call it what it is. Yeah. That's some selfish motherfucking shit. It's very, and it's very, it's, it has an energy of manipulation. So when you look at that person yeah. in the face and you tell that person, I love you. No, that's a lie too. Cause you know, at the end of the day, my wife takes priority. And, and, and I know a lot of y'all ain't used to that shit. Oh, shit. You know, my wife takes priority, mm-hmm. and I take priority. Her, she absolutely. shows me. Absolutely. And I show her. And so, my ex, you know, me talking to my ex or her talking to her ex would never be a discussion. Not, not even a little bit. Because my wife takes priority. <laughs> Man. 
my wife yes. is my priority. Number one. Her feelings. I love you. I love you. How she feels about something. How it makes her feel in the relationship. I love you. And vice versa. Damn you sexy. I'm just saying. Yeah, like it's a lot of it's a lot of young people out there who they're not even close to even being in that mindset. They they don't even understand the language, mm-hmm. the tone, why it's even necessary. Yeah. You know, they just want to be out here fucking and ducking. And if that's your thing, that's cool. Listen, or doing what they want. Yeah, do what you want, but do that shit by your motherfucking self. You can't do self. what you want. Just like you can do what you wanted in your mama house. Yeah, do. But you, you can't do what you want in a, a relationship. You can't. You have, you have to do, you can still be you without making that other person feel violated. Come on. If you can't do, but if you can't multitask that, then you got to let one of them go. And it's going to be that other. You need to be by yourself. And for my studs out there who are listening, listen, man. Um, it's real simple. It's happy wife, happy life. And since there are two wives. Come on. That means you too, my nigga. But you know what I'm saying to you, though. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. It's really just that simple. Make her happy. Just surprise her with some fucking flowers. You know, her favorite color. Go get her favorite perfume. Just bring it home and let her know she was on your mind all fucking day. You love the way she smells. Alta, Macy's, in the mall at the kiosk. Don't make no fucking excuses. When you stop and get yourself some cologne, get your lady some. Stop and get her some flowers. Get her her favorite dessert. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Get her some... I don't know. Get her some. What's what's that ice cream you like, baby? I like a, gelato. A gelato. You know I can't do ice cream. I know you can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Uh, but get but her some gelato, okay? Or go get her her favorite candy. You know what I'm saying? Like simple, small shit. The same shit you did to get her is the same shit you shit you, you use to keep her. Persistency is great. Mm-hmm. Persistency helps you get it, but mm-hmm. consistency helps you keep it, and that's real. And the respect has to be consistent. Absolutely. Not just when you're trying to whine and dine and press her, but, you know, when you really, you know, in that relationship and she's like, you know, every woman wants to feel exclusive. Absolutely. No woman wants to feel as if every woman Mm -hmm. has that same part of you. Yeah. I don't care what what she's saying. I don't care about any of that. Listen, every woman wants to feel special by the person she loves. Yeah. She's giving you a piece of herself. She she's not trying to give or share with nobody else, and that has to be respected. You know, both ways, both ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, y'all just gotta do better. Y'all gotta do better. Respect marriage. You know, don't jump in marriage and think like this is just your show. You're not um, a, a dictator. <laughs> You're not. You're not. People. Other people have feelings. They can have a, a choice in how they choose to be treated. Mm-hmm. And my wife told me in the very beginning, I would never forget, oh, because I was going through a lot of self reconstruction mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally. And I remember you told me, you set the standard for how I treat you. Ooh, did, I be putting it on you, my nigga. I wonder why you got the. Uh, first, uh, uh, <laughs> damn say it again shit you told me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you set the standard for how i treat you show me how to love you Ooh, I, and i meant that shit i'm glad you heard it and you held on to it you know, because i was fragile back then yeah yeah i know i was emotionally <laughs> fragile my wife helped build me up damn like as somebody so when i see people kicking a girl down because she says how she wants to be treated. You ain't shit. You're you're horrible. Yeah. 
because you, are, you, you know, now you're giving her a complex. Yeah. Now she's gonna feel as if I might as well swallow how I feel. I should accept any fucking thing. No. And my wife found me in that space. And so when she said that, and she had to repeat this to me a lot. Like that whole first year was her on repeat, <laughs> damn near. You have to show me how to love you. Mm-hmm. You how you love me tells me how to do it. Yeah. So she was telling me you I gotta love myself more. And part of that was I had to learn how to communicate for myself mm-hmm. in a way that was healthy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me being passive aggressive. It wasn't me being loud and obnoxious. And it wasn't me cutting her off and cussing her out and calling her all kinds of names. That's why some of y'all women calling y'all bitches. Because they don't feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. to tell you what she really feels. So this is her time to get you back. <laughs> so if that means she got to call you out your name. Mm-hmm. If she got to break shit. I see so many conversations in that group. And it's like violence is normal. Now. But y'all got a problem with a conversation. Come on. But y'all like. An adult conversation. An adult conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my wife literally had to teach me that. And I'm thankful for that. Like I still struggle sometimes. But communication is like number one with us. But we've grown a lot in the past five years. We really have. We have. Both of us have matured quite a bit. Um. And, and and we we don't mind have, we don't look forward to our hard conversations. We do not. I don't feel like always having them because I, I know it's gonna be one of them days. Yeah, it could turn into anything with us. That's the scary <laughs> part. Uh, but most of the time, we try to control our emotions. We try not to let things get out of control. I try not to be on the defense. You know? I try not to be an asshole. And uh, somehow we manage to work it out. We talk it out. We do. We're gonna let this kind of this topic go. Y'all can go ahead and tune in and give us your your opinions on the subject. Yeah, yeah. but we're gonna transition it's, out of that one. It's a it's an important subject matter. It really it, many, it really fired me up. Yeah, today. many couples can't have you know what I'm saying with each other. So, yeah. Um. I mean, we, we won't prolong it, but it, it was needed. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll circle back to it. Yeah, we'll point. come back. We're, we're interested in hearing your feedback, though. So, yeah. ladyandstud at gmail.com or Instagram us at the lady and the stud mm-hmm. and uh, give us your input on it. Yeah. Um, but moving on, yeah. astrology. This is my wife's shit. Okay. Eh, eh, eh. But pause. We're going to pay some bills really quick and we're going to come right back. Right on. And we're back. Yep. So, astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, as many of you know, I have a community called Hey Black Goddess. Oh, my God. And it is where I hey Black Goddess. teach people about <laughs> astrology and, you know, spirituality. This is my wife's shit. I do tarot. Um, I do a lot of energy work. Yeah. Um, so, there's a lot of self-development there. But, anywho, mm-hmm. um, this week, I kind of, you know, been... Reading people about their shadows and doing a lot of shadow work. We had a shadow conversation. Which led my wife and I to having a conversation about conversation about our own shadows. Mm-hmm. And and it led to us having a hard conversation, but it kind of dissolved some issues that we had. It, brought, it, really, it really opened some doors. Yeah, it opened some doors for us to better understand each other. Mm-hmm. And, and that way we can stop taking things personally. And, and, and to... Uh... To change some behaviors in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. That's some things that, you know, some things that she does that I don't like and some things that I do that she don't like. And, you know, once I was conscious of those things, listen, that was enough for me. 
That really was. Yeah, it was on both sides. So what is a shadow? Do you want to tell them? I don't know. Oh, damn it, Kelly. Well, you know, it's the dark side of yourself. Okay. That's the way I understand a shadow to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's your fear. Is that, but every zodiac sign has um, a really bad trait. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds gener- generic or general, but every, it's a little deeper than a bad trait. It's, it's like a destructive trait. Okay. It's something that you do on a subconscious level that has the power to destroy relationships. Mm-hmm. It has the power of turning people away from you. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize you do it, but you just notice people stop fucking with you. Right, once they see it. Once they see it. And you're like, hold on, why don't people like me once this happens? Right. It's something there that you're doing that is almost automatic mm-hmm. and you don't notice it. Yeah. And so... We also went to go see the movie Us. We did. By Jordan Peele. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to start calling this motherfucking ass JP. Okay. Because that's what you call niggas who really, they, you know what? Go see the movie. That's all I'm going to say. Go go see the movie. It's a really good movie. Highly recommended. Five stars for sure. But when I tell you it's some meanings in here, we was in the movie talking to one another like. I know people are tired of this. this. And this mean this. <laughs> and did you know that this, and you see what she's doing right now, right? It's a whole lot of interpretations in this movie that he brought about in so many different ways. Us is, and I'm not usually into the. She's not the horror shit. That's but, my thing. But my babe definitely. I was <laughs> like, my baby want to go see this movie. I promised to take her go see. So we went and see it. It was worth it. It really was. So I want to sit through that again. Mm-mm. Psychologically, no, because Jordan is smart as fuck. <laughs> that man is smart. He is extremely intelligent, and he's putting that shit in his movies. He's gonna make y'all think about some shit. And that's what opened the door to mm-hmm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. At first, it went from the movie, then it went to astrology. And my wife kind of circled around, like, it made it personal a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she asked me something about her zodiac sign. Yeah. And that led to a very difficult conversation for about a half hour in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And then it led to us having a better sense of understanding. Yeah. And I think on both ends, like, I've learned some things that I did, and she learned some things that she did. And it brought our own, it brought our awareness up. Right. So we can rectify it. Um, you know, we, you search out, you know, progress, not perfection. You know? I feel you can only be, a, once you're aware, then you can do it. Okay. So, every Zodiac sign has one, though. And they're all different. So, what I do is maybe not what she'll do. Mm-hmm. It may not be what you would do. And that's, that's kind of a vague example. Give them, give them, give them some a little bit deeper. So, my wife is a Gemini. Mm-hmm. I am a cancer. I was born May 31st, y'all. June 29th, 1985. Just in case y'all want to send me some Nike gift cards, I'm here for it. You know, stop picking that bump, oh, My too. bad. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, baby. She likes to pick bumps, and it really bothers me because I'm, I'm just like, they're going to hurt. I'm sorry. Quit. Let them pop on their own. Um, but I did pop her black hair tonight. That was a real sign of love. It was a good day. You were so happy. <laughs> um... But she's a Gemini, and some of the things about her um, that she didn't know, she asked me. She said, babe, what's my shadows? And I was like, we're not having this conversation. <laughs> like, at first, I shut the shit all the way down. I was like, nope, you're not pulling me into this mud uh, mm-hmm. mud game. I was serious, though. I was like, I already know where this is going to go. This is going to get real personal, and then we're going to have a conversation she don't want to have, and then we're going to have a whole attitude before we go to bed, and I want to get fucked tonight. So this is not on my discussion board. So she kept pulling up. Mm-hmm. She said, no, we're going to talk about it, or mm-hmm. we're not going to talk. Come on. 
And I was like, okay. Well, since you asked, <laughs> da 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 da. Right. And she asked me basically, what are some things that Gemini's do that can be misconstrued or or taken as toxic mm-hmm. or shadow, like a shadow behavior, mm-hmm. a dark, a behavior that's not conducive to progress, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that my wife ha- does, and I'll share one, and I'll share one for cancer. Okay. Um, my wife can be very emotionless. She can be very cold, very distant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in some regard, as if she doesn't care. You know, once she gets angry, it can be very... She doesn't care if you're crying on the floor. This nigga will leave out the house... <laughs> And go about her day until she decides to come back. Mm-hmm. Now, that was one of them. What did I tell you in the car was yours? I told you that one. Mm-hmm. But it was something else I told you that you didn't see. It. Oh, the social media was a behavior from mm-hmm. a thing where my wife can get distracted. Easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. Um. And in her distraction, she can kind of in some way zoom in on something and she kind of like forgets everything else mm-hmm. around her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know, for a while I used to feel as if you ignored me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I felt as if I wasn't worth your quality time, basically. Like everyone else got your quality time. I just got, you know, I got your presence, but you weren't there. Mm. And, um, say it for him again. I got your presence, but you weren't there. Mm, mm, mm. And it threw my, I could tell it through her. It did. Like she looked taken aback. I was straight up shocked. And she wasn't mad, but she was just like, explain. <laughs> and I told her one of the ways was social media. Mm. I said, you know, you work 11 hours a day, you know, you come home. And you'll give me a kiss, a hug, you'll eat, and then you're on your phone. And I was like, so if you work 11 hours a day, and you go to bed by 10.30, 11 o'clock, and we eat, and it's 9 o'clock, or 9.30, or 10, mm-hmm. then I've only got it maybe, and then you're on your phone still, you're on your phone every 5 to 10 minutes, I'm basically getting 30 minutes of you a day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you being here doesn't equate you being here, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, There has to be some quality, even if it's a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, I understand, you know, social media is your decompression. You work a lot. You have a lot on your shoulders. And social media is fun. We share memes and shit all the time. I'm usually doing tarot stuff. But... um, The other thing, at work, I can't get Wi-Fi. And at work, she can't get Wi-Fi. And I was like, you know, this has been something like I mean, I used to badger her about it Mm -hmm. years ago when we first started. I was just like, put your phone down, please put your phone down. Um, And at first she took it as me controlling. Mm -hmm. And then I told her, I said, well, I want you to think of the time. And that's how I had to break it down to her. I said, you know, you go to work, you leave the house at seven. You're gone until nine o'clock at night. You come in, you shower. Okay, that takes us to 9.30, 9.40. You eat, that takes us to 10. And then you're either on your phone, you have the dog, and then you're on social media. And then we go to bed and you sleep. Mm-hmm. I said, so where does your wife come in? Then. Come in. Yeah. And I was like, so therefore, I would feel neglected. I said, that's where I would start get angry. And that breakdown allowed her to see why at some points... You know, we would have kind of like this build up. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, I felt lonely, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and it had nothing to do with her having, you know, social media fun. It had more to do with balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be on social media. I don't care. I'm on it. But it's all about balance, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and just being aware, like, okay... I'm on it now. I'm about. To, I know it's a time when to turn it off, and, and it's just some time for me and her, and then it's time for me, and then it's time for bed or something like that. Right. Um, and then we have a discussion about my <laughs> shadows. Um, cancer, cancers can have, or cancer women. Let me be very specific. Cancer women can be emotional manipulators. Um, cancer women can be martyrs. Uh, cancer women can be tit for tat, mm-hmm. petty, petty, um, and they can sometimes. I want to say control the energy mm-hmm. in the room because they know they have so much emotion. Yeah, you know, intelligence. Em- emotions get people's attention. They do. So if you're sitting there crying. You know, you going off on me, you sitting there crying. And people are, ba- people are basically thinking that I'm the bad guy. Right? You feel what I'm saying? Because I done said something to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, and women know that shit. Mm-hmm. Y'all control the whole motherfucking room. Mm-hmm. That shit's real. That's the, the emotional manipulation right there. You feel me? Yeah. And so, when me and her got together... Uh, well, when me and her have 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 grown as we've grown with each other, mm-hmm. um, that was something I had to really learn was that I couldn't throw an emotional temper to get what I want just because I knew I had so much emotion. I'm just, I, I could just, overwhelm her. I just stand there and look at her. And so I had to learn how to communicate, mm-hmm. which Gemini's are big on communication <laughs> and cancers are not. We right. do not communicate. We hate communicating verbally because at the end of the day, we don't like getting our feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. And so it's best for us to just be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to learn how to speak up for myself with her. And which is kind of funny because we both have like an alpha type personality. Sometimes. And so, it depends on... I had to watch my delivery then, mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. Because, it once again, what worked for me as single didn't work for me as a wife nope. or a girlfriend. Nope. Because, like I said, I'm a straight shooter. Sometimes that doesn't work for her. Sometimes being a straight shooter doesn't always just mean being honest. When she says she's a straight shooter, what she means is is that anything could just pop off out of her damn mouth. And she, she thinks of it as the truth. You know, it's not her being mean or petty. She's it's just, not. She's just telling it like a T.I. is. Yeah. But to that other person, how it's perceived is something totally different. It's perceived as being an asshole, mean, a know-it-all. Um, and, and, you know, it's just, it's just not work. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to be conscious of how you deliver a message. It's All the not time. the message. All the time. And so I had to learn that in my relationship, that it's a way that you say things. It's a way that you tell someone something where it doesn't come off as abusive mm-hmm. or controlling. It's a way you suggest things. There are things, the wisest words I ever heard from someone was this older woman who, when me and my wife was like in year three, this was after I moved to Indy. And it was a lady there who I had talked to. She had been married for 52 years. Woo! And I asked her what her secret to marriage was. And she said, A, you don't need to fight every battle. Okay. And then she said, the next thing is sometimes you just got to hear and not listen. Mm-hmm. You got to just kind of just let them vent. Mm-hmm. And then she said, the the third thing was, wait, where was I going? 
You know my memory goes. Oh, my bad. I don't know. I'm I'm listening, but I'm not. Damn it, Kelly. I'm just playing. You was talking about the older lady on how we was in year three, and she was the best advice you had ever heard. Oh. I got you. Y'all, listen. My short-term memory ain't shit. And we've been smoking. And so, we've been smoking. So, know. if I forget shit or I get off track, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Literally, on the head and not the heart. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, But she says sometimes you have to say things. You have to learn to speak their language for them to understand things. Mm-hmm. And she was like, there are things that my husband has agreed to that he still don't know. <laughs> and I looked at her for a minute. She said, and I didn't hide it. It was just how I delivered it. <laughs> she said, he didn't agree to so many things. And he don't know he agreed. But she was like, I said it in such a way. Okay. She's like, so the power of suggestion is, is really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to learn with my wife, sugar and honey <coughs> works best. Ooh. That diabetes, nigga. There sugar go. and honey works best. I'm addicted to it. Um, If I come at her with vinegar, mm-mm. You're not going to get Salt, mm-mm. But sugar and honey. I don't have high blood pressure. I have diabetes. You better make that shit sweet. So you have to get to know your shadows. Mm-hmm. You have to be knowledgeable. It's, it's nothing wrong with finding out the ways of you that, or the the parts of you that are um, not so much negative, but not for your benefit. Right. You know, usually we develop these, these little, you know, quirks about ourselves out of a need to protect ourselves mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, our feelings or things like that. So we develop some harsh ways okay. in life. Okay. And certain signs pick up certain ways. You know, mm-hmm. my one friend is an Aquarius. I love her to death, but she flighty sometimes, you know. Um, 99.9%. <laughs> you know, she she has this childlike, whimsical energy. Right. Where she's like a kid sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but sometimes you, when you got to bring her back into focus. Yeah. Um, I can be, well, my other friend. It's a Scorpio. My wife always talks about Scorpio. The twins are Scorpios. And and she always says Scorpios are secretive. As fuck y'all secretive. And bro. my friend, as I love her to death, and I know that she doesn't think that she is. Mm-hmm. But when you think, when I realized, I was like, she is kind of secretive. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Leo's, you know, everybody has a different one. I'm not going to go down the line. But what I'm saying is, look up your sign and look up your shadows for your sign. Mm-hmm. She's chasing her tail. Okay, listen, it was throwing me. I told y'all I smoked, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sudden sounds yeah, make me paranoid right now. Crazy. And my dog decided to zoom. Crazy. I don't know if y'all know what zoom is. No, Callie. No, your Callie. crate's not in there. Not in there. Come here. Our dog is high. That's what happens when you smoke weed in the house. Crate, come here. She doesn't know where her bed is, even though she was right by it. <laughs> I can't deal with her. So, you have to learn, you know, how to master it, basically. It's a way you can execute and use that energy that can be beneficial for you. It can be beneficial for your relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to master that energy first. Yeah. Um, with, you know, cancers, the emotional manipulation or the overwhelming of emotions. Mm-hmm. If you learn how to use that energy productively, 
you could really be powerful. And so that's where you learn, you know, different ways you can use it that can be beneficial um, to other people because that makes you, you know, more understanding. It makes you more um, where you can have, what's the word I'm looking for? Empathy mm-hmm. for other people because you understand emotions. Okay. You can feel things, you know. Yeah. Um, my wife has mastered hers for the most part. My wife is not as... Um, cold as she used to be mm-hmm. you know she can tell when i'm really hurt um she's learned to not dismiss my feelings simply because she feels she wants to right. and i realize her coldness is her what's the word i'm looking defense for mechanism. it's a defense mechanism but it's also it's that it's a symptom of like running mm-hmm. where you don't you don't deal with emotion i do not and so your way of not dealing with it is you just cut it off Pretty much. And so for someone who is emotional, a cancer, Mm -hmm. it's like, what? (laughs) You don't do emotions? Why would you do that to your emotions? Let's talk about how we feel. (laughs) I'm like, nah, I'm good. But you do now. You talk about even when it's difficult, when you're frustrated. I try because that's your love language. Yeah. Because it's it's communication. Feelings are your love language. Because where I get fucked up, and a big shadow for me, and I told my wife this probably two years ago when I realized it was, if I don't have communication, I cause hell. (laughs) If there is not clear communication, then you leave my crazy ass imagination up to itself, and then we off to the races. Yeah. And so, if we have that communication and Mm -hmm. we have an ongoing understanding of that, then I'm good, you know, and she's good because if I'm good, she ain't got to worry about me being a headache. That's it. I'm happy. (laughs) She ain't got to worry about being stressed. She can keep waking up on Sunday morning having Cinnabon biscuits and bacon and and eggs and and then salmon on Monday with some stir fried kale. Bow. You know, she understands that, you know what, this is what keeps this this household calm. Mm -hmm. I have to communicate with my wife. Yes. It's not her controlling me. It's just this is what she needs. This is her core needs. Mm -hmm. You said that in the car. You said core values. That's it. The, the that's what's missing that's what's missing out of some ahead. of these relationships some of you as individuals and it's oh well i didn't see it growing up i don't give a fuck about that i don't care about none of that well my, i didn't have a mom and i didn't have a daddy and i was raised by wolves i don't give a fuck oh, about gosh. none of that shit no i'm talking about basic core values what's, what a, what's an about. example of a core value a core value is you know you understand that when you know how to respect yourself you also know how to respect the person that you look in the face and say, I love you every day. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's, that's a part of having core value. It's just good, common human decency. Yeah. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. You, don't want to, you, don't, you, you don't want to go out here and sleep with somebody else knowing you got somebody faithful at home because you don't want them to turn around and do that shit to you. It's common sense. It's good core values. Don't cheat. You know what I mean? Don't steal from the person you're in a relationship with. Here's another thing that I've noticed about younger couples. What is this nature of being competitive in the relationship? Oh, what's are we competitive? Hell fucking no. No, we're not. How how can you how can you say, well, we're on the same team, striving for the same goals, but you're competing against one another? Well, I got this job and I make this much money. Well, I got this job and I make this much money. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got this kind of car and I got and it. That's not what togetherness is. That's the mm-hmm. exact opposite. Separate. Yeah, completely. Itemize. Y'all have an itemized relationship. Which is some point. bullshit. Listen, if you wanted to be in a business relationship with that person, you didn't have to put a ring on it. 
You didn't have to give. You didn't have to give her your last name. You feel what I'm saying? Like, um, it, it ain't enough call. It ain't enough thought going into this process. I think people getting married, these younger couples, and I know that sounds crazy. Me saying these younger couples because I'm 33. <laughs> I know that, but I have an older soul and don't play me. <laughs> um, but I think they get caught up in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, they get caught in the fun. They get caught. Life hasn't hit them yet Mm-mm. as a couple where mm-hmm. you got to bend, Man. you know. Um, so you, both of y'all won't break. Yeah, you got to stretch yourself to your limits. I mean, there were times in our relationship on both ends where we both felt we, felt we were pushed to the extent. Absolutely. And it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't to hurt the other person, but because it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, y'all just ain't got that muscle. You know, the muscle to fight through some shit. Like, mm-hmm. had me and you not gone through some of the things we've gone through, I wouldn't feel as safe as I do now. Yeah. And I know you're thinking, like, well, when we, we have our hard talks, you don't feel safe all the time. Like, no. <laughs> That's just, everybody has 80-20, you know. Nobody's yeah. 100% perfect for mm-hmm. anyone. You're, we're not 100% perfect for ourselves sometimes. Okay. Um... But that, like you said, that 80, 85% that we have where we're good with one another, yeah. we're great with one another, Yeah, I feel so safe with you because of the, the storms we had to go through. Mm-hmm. And not just things like, oh, somebody cheated. We never cheated on each other. No. That is a core value. That both of us respect. That we both respect. And we and require that loyal and faithfulness from one another. And we are unapologetic about it. Period. Say it again. Period. Um, and you know what the thing I'll be honest I've been with someone in the past who did cheat and I knew and I didn't care at first mm-hmm. like cause I was so detached like I know what it means to not care because you don't give a fuck really about that person no more yeah I fucked up and cared that's where I fucked up at well you you were in a relationship a whole motherfucking relationship I was in it that's the problem I was in the relationship mm-hmm. that demon was not mm-hmm but proceed. So once he, the first time he cheated, it hurt. Then I got kind of numb to it and I didn't care anymore. Cause I was just like, that's just who he is. But now you fast forward to 33 year old me. <laughs> I told her from up front, I don't do cheating. That's it. I, I don't do cheating. And I have so much respect for her because she was woman enough. And she, listen, when I say she was serious about this shit, she was like, we can already have a conversation. She wasn't like, baby. Are you busy? Can I? No, no, no. She was like, she was like, uh, uh. I don't know what you're doing right now, but stop what you're doing. We can ready have a whole conversation right now. And that meant certain behaviors. You know, certain things just weren't. I'm not comfortable with. Yes, these were things I worked through. No, it was not trauma. Still, it was just these are things I realized I don't feel safe with because I did allow myself to be in these situations and. This happened. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I, you know, I'm not doing it anymore. It's just like going at a restaurant, eating at a restaurant that made you sick before. Yeah. You're not going to go back. That, you, you, had your, you had your filler. You you would think. Well, you were going through some other things. Man, I was... The death of my mother, the death of my father. Many of my elders in my family died in that time period. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when the time came to be seen, mm-hmm. she was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? But behind them closed doors, she was a fucking monster, man. And I came from I came from a family in a place where you don't throw away everything that's broken. Mm-hmm. Some things can be fixed. 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you choose to do that together. But it can't all just be one person mm-hmm. doing every fucking thing in the relationship right and be expected to to-, to tolerate your fuckery. Mm-hmm. They didn't sign up for that, you know? So, I was saying I came from a place where, you know, my parents were married for almost 60 years, you know? They're married in 1952 and never divorced. Mm-hmm. Let me put it to you like that. So, you don't throw away everything that's broken. Mm-hmm. You know, you see if you can fix it. You hang in there. You know, bitter with the sweet is what my father told me. Sometimes you just got to take the bitter with the sweet. That's how it is when you love somebody. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. So that's what I thought I was doing. But that ain't what that demon was doing, though. Woo-wee! Well, you also <laughs> didn't know boundaries. I didn't, I, was, I didn't know shit. And then I wonder This is what I realized. Me. I didn't know a single motherfucking thing. I thought I did. But not about not about how to protect yourself, not about reading people's energy, not about recognizing their demons. None of that. I didn't know shit about none of that. But I'm so glad you came into my life and taught me how to protect myself. Showed me how. You didn't just teach me. You didn't just talk it. You literally showed me in the physical how to protect myself. I was about to say something I just forgot. Okay. Um, but okay, one day I think I realized with you because we were talking about our like lessons we learned from our exes, and whenever we come on the air, because I think someone asked me like, why do we talk about our exes sometimes? Um, because you have painful lessons. Yeah. You know that you you learn, and and sometimes for us to get a better understanding of why we are the way we are right we now, have, yeah. we have to look back mm-hmm. and be like, what broke this right what brought this about because it wasn't always broken it wasn't always broken but one day i was sitting back and i was thinking about something you had said Mm -hmm. in a conversation i realized like technically you were with someone since you were like 24 25 and so that mentality was still Mm -hmm. you know you never broke free from 25 year old you mentally right and so that's where that let that leeway came Mm -hmm. and then when you finally did separate and leave you had your mind shifted mm-hmm. and it was just like what the fuck am i doing right <laughs> i might have literally said that shit to myself out loud though <laughs> like you time. probably looked at your look yourself in the mirror like mother f- i ought to kick your you ain't what the fuck what the fuck have you been doing for the past 16 years okay have you not heard me inside your head screaming the fuck i've been telling you this whole 16 years Run, motherfucker, run. Let's go. This is the perfect time for us to leave. You know what's happening. You know what's wrong. Let's just get our well, shit. You know, but you know what else you were under? Speaking of manipulation. Man. A narcissist. Man, you motherfucker. Someone, you know, and I remember when we were walking and we were talking about doing an episode tonight. And I was like, you know, narcissists love to make you feel bad for boundaries. Come for the for all the wrong fucking and reasons, And so bro. if you don't know that you are dealing with a narcissist, Woo! which... She did it. Had no idea. Um, when you don't know you're under narcissistic abuse, because that is a thing. Like that's real. It, it's not like Google the shit. Narcissistic <laughs> abuse. That shit can keep you hemmed up your whole life. You can literally be with a narcissist your entire life and, and have know no it. idea. And I know it. And wonder why you're suffering. You better look up the signs of narcissist boy or narcissism. You mean look up that shit. When did you realize you weren't happy out of this in in the year? Okay, say sixteen years. Which in which year did you realize? Okay, you know what? I'm not happy, but I'm gonna keep working with this. 
I'm going to try to make it work. Uh, that was when I found out I was going to be a father. Okay. Yep. Yep. So my mother passed away. May she rest in glory. Um, July 18th, 1999, uh, I think. Yeah, it was 99. Because the twins were four years old. Mm-hmm. They were born in 95, yeah. So it was 1999, July 18th, 1999. Mm-hmm. So, so, so what year was that in the 16-year time frame? Um, what, year four? Year five? Maybe. Yes. No, it was like year two or three. No, it was year three. So you knew from year three you weren't happy. It gets better. So nine months to the date of my mother's death, um, our our son is born. Yep. Our son. You can see how I worded that. Um, nine months to the date of my mother's death. He was born April 19th of 2000. My mother died July 18th of 1999. While my mother was literally on her dying bed, she was out here fucking somebody else. Demon. And not not just demon, but that's the lack of boundaries. You know, that lack of boundaries is that's what allowed of, you to take her back. It's a lack of, yeah. And it the was lack also of, a lack of respect. Yeah. For myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a personal boundary. Yeah. When I say I'm not comfortable with something that you do and you're entering my life as a significant other, I'm not doing that boundary for you, baby. <laughs> this boundary is for me. Hit, hit them with that real shit, my Come on, baby. Come because, on. like you said, <laughs> your that was your thing. In my past, I didn't have a boundary when I allowed that man to hit me. Yeah. You know, when I allowed him that first hit. Yeah. And I marked it off. And just like people fight. Yeah. And then the second fight happened. Mm-hmm. And this time, you know, I'm walking around, you know, I got a, a little bit of a bruise. Mm-mm. And I'm just like, things happen. Mm. You're making excuses. No respect. Yeah. No respect and no part, no hard line yeah. of how I accept to be treated. Yeah. Of acceptable behavior. Unapologetically. So I'm beli- I'm we harping deep. on boundaries because y'all, a lot of y'all motherfuckers listen. <laughs> I believe in boundaries and I believe that, you know, when you finally decide to love yourself the way, the way no one else can, you're going to understand how important boundaries are, how needed they are. And how it's okay to let someone know you have them. boundaries. That you have them. If they can't respect those boundaries, they're not going to respect you. Boundaries is why people don't fall from cliffs. If you, listen. <laughs> they have fences. Of, okay. <laughs> or they create boundaries. Don't step off the fucking ledge. Don't go past the line at the street light. Yeah, man. Boundaries, man. Boundaries. Don't go it's past. It's not safe. Don't go past the fucking buoy. Boundaries. boundaries you feel me don't go past a certain weight <laughs> boundaries, boundaries my nigga don't eat too many edibles boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> you my nigga I, love you. I swear to god man i swear to god you my best friend <laughs> all day i'm just saying y'all listen <laughs> that's just real okay y'all really need to take i hope you motherfuckers have a pen in the paper Pin a piece of paper because that shit just that was some mad crazy notes. That was, right and there. so if we're harping. It's because we want you guys to be great. We want you guys to understand how to work with your energy. Mm-hmm. We want you guys to understand how to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if I could go back to 21, 20 year old, twenty two year old me shit. before I met my demon. Come on, 
Because that's when I met him. Yeah, come on. Come on, man. If I had knew what abuse was, really. That abuse was more than what I thought. If I even knew a little bit of what I know now. You know what I'm saying? And I could put that. I could deposit that in her. Mm-hmm. Man. Completely different person. Completely different world. Completely different. Because boundaries on just, another level, yeah. Boundaries simply just mean this is this is me taking care of me and protecting me, mm-hmm. and it's and not, that doesn't take away from the love that they have for you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean I don't trust you. Respect that person and love that person that much more that they even have the confidence to have those boundaries. Think about what you have in that person. Yeah, that's someone who's confident enough to say I have to set this boundary for me. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean I don't care right. about you. It doesn't mean I don't want our love to grow. But this boundary is necessary because it might make that other person a better person. Imagine if you knew your boundaries back then. Cool. When she came, made that call and said, so you're going to be a daddy. And say you had hung up. Mm-hmm. What would your life have been like? I, I, what, what, would, what turn would that have made for you? I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I want to know. I wish I could know. Instead of, because that was 16 years, so 13 years you spent, like, tormented. Um, I wouldn't say tormented. Um, I would say that I had to shift my focus because I had people to provide for and take care of. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't make it about, and I could, I, I wasn't putting two and two together. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. And she knew that. Mm-hmm. And she used it. Still for her own benefit. My mother had just died. I'm the youngest of seven children. And my mother, I was, I'm, I'm 20. See, the girls were four years old. So I'm about 26, 27 mm-hmm. when my mother died. But two, uh, twins, four-year-old twins, I'm, I'm wide open. I'm completely vulnerable to whatever. Mm-hmm. And the darkness in the universe saw that. And it came for me. And I was completely defenseless. I did, had no idea how to protect myself. To just, even then, to know just to sit back and just be quiet. Mm-hmm. And watch. Don't get into a relationship with somebody. You're you're broken emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know? You're a single mother. Your mother's gone. What are you going to do? You know? How are you going to make it for them? That should have been my focus. Mm-hmm. But I felt... I was so null and void on one side of emotion, but at the same time, needed someone to be emotionally dependent on. And the universe saw that. And it came for me. And it, That's why I say tormented. Yeah, it gave me my day. Like, I'm not saying tormented in the sense of... Like, the darkness in the universe saw that. Yeah, like I'm saying like tormented because of what that re- resulted in. Like what you had to endure for over, you know, a decade. I mean, well, endure from her, but yeah. as far as... The the child is concerned. No, I'm not talking about him. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm talking about from her. Like, had you chose that day to like you completely know walk away? I don't. I, I don't have a. What you mean? I ain't got nobody up in my uterus. <laughs> right. Um. Right. That would have totally shifted your you know your situation. Mm-hmm. Had you knew then, this is a boundary mm-hmm. I should put up. Mm-hmm. This is a hard no. <laughs> this is a hard pass, Susan. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know how to love myself enough to even do that. Yeah, because that's literally all it is is is, is self love at that point. Like I didn't have that at all. And, and and you know what? Here's what's crazy. A lot of people knew that. Yeah. And, and they came for me. 
Most narcissists know and, and, and predators, because that's what people are like that. Like my ex was a predator. Mm-hmm. Um, Homegirl was a predator. Mm-hmm. Um, predators can sense prey. You know, they can smell blood. Yeah. You know, they know when you don't know no better. They know when you're naive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they play on that. And, and they use your... I hate to say innocence, because it, it sounds like it's like you're saying like you're a kid or something. No. But they take your... Um, naiveness. Yeah, your naiveness mm-hmm. and, and your lack of self understanding, and, and just your vulnerability altogether. Yeah, and they use it for their their benefit. Good. Yeah, and so you find yourself in a situation for sixteen years. I find myself in a damn near marriage where I almost changed into a whole Muslim ass woman mm-hmm. for three and a half years, mm. and dealt with abuse consistently mm. you know where it was just like okay i just you know whatever Mm-mm. it is what it is i mean but and and you know what not to even be dismissive with the only um, the all my own abuse that i you know endured in a relationship and it wasn't physical no it, it definitely wasn't that but that doesn't mean it didn't do just as much damage yeah yeah and trauma in some ways i feel like you went through a more emotional than me i don't know but just because of the time it took for you to Kind of get over it, yeah. Because um, it's emotional. I think emotional abuse is damn near worse than physical. Because I think sometimes it scars you deeper. Because mm-hmm. a, a wound heals, yeah. you know. Yeah, bruise. A bruise heal, you know, unless it's on another level. But when someone really fucks over, yeah, your heart. And my children were watching. They were watching me. They were, and in though in that sixteen years. Everything that they saw, they witnessed, they got the chance. That was their time. They determined who they were going to be and who they were not going to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me shaping them into who I felt they should become. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until they could make that decision on their own. They made that decision long before they were supposed to because of what they witnessed me go through. Mm-hmm. And if that's the kind of relationship you're in, you you in jail. You're being used and abused. You're not in a relationship. Because that's not what a real relationship is. Look up narcissism. Look up narcissistic abuse. Look up the symptoms. You very well may be getting abused. If you feel like you're going crazy. Mm -hmm. You feel like every time. You know know something ain't right. But they telling you it is. And you're just like confused. And you're literally looking right at the shit that ain't right. And you're like hold on. Wait a minute. Uh, One plus one still equal two right? They'd be like no. That shit changed like five years ago. (laughs) It did. Like I even read an article on it. And now you feel stupid. And you and you look at that motherfucker like Oh my God, nobody even told me that one plus one is it's not it's not two anymore. That's just five for real? How did they get that? You see what I'm saying? Look up gaslighting. Um, all of these are still abuse is much more than just physical you know and and a lot of people look at it when whenever you realize in your relationship that your boundaries are not respected Mm -hmm. you might be dealing with an abuser you getting mind fucked let me put it to you the way niggas say it you getting mind fucked you know what i'm saying and it's not there's no lube all right straight sodomized oh gosh anyway anyway well i can't what i was gonna say too is is that um if if someone isn't looking up like not that's not necessarily true either. But if you're looking up the definition of a narcissist mm-hmm. and you find that you embody those traits. Oh. <laughs> you 
motherfucker. We've been talking about your motherfucking ass all night, okay? If you reading down the list of tr- 10 traits. Stop running from yourself. You feel man. me? Yeah. And you like, nah. Uh-uh. I don't do that shit all you understand? If you get down this list and all of these motherfuckers apply to you, bitch, we've been talking about you all night. Okay? You are the fucking problem. You're a fucking narcissist. And that's, you ought to be able to go to jail for that shit. Dead ass. But how would you prove it? Exactly. They know that shit. That you can't prove it. That's how they get you. That's that gaslighting mm-hmm. shit. Like, you know what you saw, but by the time you blinked, you can have the, you can or you know what if if you if the justice system ain't gonna send them to jail, just give us a free pass to beat the fuck out of them, like within an inch of their life. Every time they fuck over somebody with that narcissistic shit. See, I've never dated a narcissist. I, I, I dated a physical abuser. I was almost married to one, but I've never went through. I studied, you know, people who were because mm-hmm. of school, um, but mm-hmm. I never dated anyone who was a narcissist. That's scary as fuck. It really is scary as fuck because you realize when, and it feels like that's when it's too late. If you're lucky enough to get out of a relationship with a narcissist, motherfucker, you win. It's a win-win for you. But you realize, you know, when you feel like it literally could be too late that, you know, what am I doing? You know, I've lied for this person. I've nearly gotten myself killed for this person. I have given up my last and the last of my last for this person. You know, I and they portray themselves to be a good person the whole fucking time. To the outside world. Yeah. Yeah. Even to you. Yeah. 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 They they portray to like they're they're perfect. They don't do anything wrong. You know? And then when they do something wrong and you catch them in it, they don't apologize for that shit. They don't come clean about it. See, that might be confusing to people listening, though, because you said, so what makes them, what makes somebody a narcissist if you think that they look good on the surface? Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by that? (coughs) Sorry, I don't understand the question. Like how you said to to everyone else, to people and to you, Mm. they look like a good person. But really, they, they're, they're making themselves out to be a good person. Okay, because I said that might be a little confusing. Sorry. Well, they're making themselves out to be a good person when they they know fully well what's happening. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. They just know that you don't know, or that you're too naive to know, or you're going through something so traumatic. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to know, so they're going to take advantage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. The smartest thing you could do if you're going through any type of trauma. Uh, depending on, like, if you're someone with kids and you're not in a relationship, don't go get in a relationship. That's that's the worst time to get into a relationship. Spend that time on you, focusing on you, healing you, and healing your babies. Or if you don't have any kids and it's just you, don't do it. Don't jump into a motherfucking relationship with somebody else because you are broken. You know, you got a good fucking point. That's when I met that nigga. Mm. After my, not short, a couple years after my dad died. Yeah. Because I was still in therapy. Yeah. And I was going through, and even though it wasn't the narcissist, it was still an abuser. Mm-hmm. You know, I was seeking out some type of, like you said, love. Mm-hmm. You know, you needed, you know, where you just didn't want to be by yourself in that pain. Yeah. And so you're like, you know what? Yeah, they got some bad sides about them, but they're, not all they're bad. here. Yeah. They're not all bad. Listen. It, it, this a is another mistake. Is not a home. <laughs> this is another mistake I made. The better I tried to get, 
No, you're fine, baby. The better I tried to get, and I really tried to change myself as often and as much as I could, the worse she became. That's actually a symptom of that shit. Like, they want you to become, like, they want you to change on a dime. Oh, yeah. Because you got to always fit a different story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fucked up. Man, oh, man. It is. Make sure y'all look that shit up. Don't fall victim to that shit. And if you are in it, you know, I don't know the steps to start taking to get away. I mean, I always say you can, conf- you, you have to still stand in your truth because mm-hmm. narcissists have a really good way of living in a lie. Yeah. And if they can convince other people to live in the lie, you can never throw the truth in their face. Mm-hmm. Because you live in the lie too. Yeah, that's it. And so as long as you stand in your truth, like, listen, one plus one still equals two, bitch. I don't care what day of the week it is. Okay. I don't care what changed five years ago, my nigga. It's still two. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're going to have to bring some proof to bring me this shit. Um, you're going to, the more you do that, I think that's more where they start pulling away because they realize you can't, they can't fool you. Yeah. You know, but if you keep changing and adjusting your reality to match their lie. Mm-hmm. You're you're in the rabbit hole. Yeah, I was I was deep in that motherfucker. I set up shop in that rabbit hole, my nigga. Like I I gave my life damn near for it. I died a little bit. I I died a lot in that relationship. And on top of that, I, she was genuinely trying to kill me. But I died a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. But um, <laughs> God brought me back, and I'm grateful for that. Cause I'm so much better. I'm in such a better. I'm in a much better place emotionally, mentally, physically, okay, sexually, Damn. oh, financially, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it just feels good. It feels right. This feels right. We feel good. Like you just, you're an amazing woman. This ain't about me. It's, I mean, it's not. But I mean, I'm just gonna give credit where credit is due. And God, God intended you for me. And I'm yeah. grateful. And I'm grateful that God was that saw me. And gave me a second chance mm-hmm. at having a whole new life. Make sure you guys stay woke. You know, be okay with having boundaries. We spoke on this a lot this night, tonight, because it's needed. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a necessary conversation. I know we said we was going to circle back another time, but listen, listen. We, we just had to get it over with tonight. Yeah, um, we intended this. on speaking on other stuff, but it just... We want people to be loved right. And if somebody can't love you right, leave leave people to fuck alone. Yeah. Simple as that. And figure out how to love yourself right. Yeah. So you can teach that other... So you can teach the right person when they come along. Ain't that it? That is. That's what you always say. Won't he do it? (laughs) On that note, we are getting ready to hit the hay. Yeah, man. (laughs) This went longer than expected. Yeah. Um, But thank you guys for tuning in. You can always reach us at ladyandstud at Mm gmail.com. We are on Instagram. Follow us, Stud. Yep. You can find us on Facebook. Um, our Facebook page is Lady in the Stud. Lady in the Stud. We keep things pretty simple around these parts. Because we're the Lady in the Stud. Pretty simple. You okay. know, nothing else to think about. We're thinking, I would love to go on tour one time. Well, you know, we're going to get there. We're going to get to there. We get to that point. Yeah, we are. And hey, for everybody who follows us on Instagram, thanks so much. We're at like over 400 followers. We are so high! 
It's so exciting. And thank you guys for all the messages that you sent. Yeah. Feedback and your real life experiences and things like that. Like we understand everyone. Everything isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. How the rules that work for our marriage are not going to work for everybody. And and somebody else shit ain't going to work for us. Um, But you definitely have to find the recipe. But one thing that doesn't change is respect. That's it. And, and, and values. That's it. Come on, baby, put it on. That that goes for anything. Come on. So on that note, stay safe, stay wrapped up in love. Anything else you want to say tonight, babe? Uh, no. I mean, we, you know, we love y'all. We thank you so much for your support, and we're out. We are out. See you guys on Wednesday, friends. Okay, friend. Yes.